Talk with Ben Tompkins. Oh, there he is. How you doing, everybody? This is Real Talk. I'm Ben Tompkins. We're presented by Nobody Currently, but I know that episodes like this and some real talk, some real truths, that's all I can continue to do week after week, day after day, is just provide quality content. And you know what? If you build it, they will come. Kevin Costner was not lying, my friends. So what's good? These are a collection of thoughts and little things that came up while I was recently on a hike. And uh, whenever I want to get more connected, whenever the, let's put it this way, whenever I feel the most connected, it's when I venture out into the woods, get around nature, and something about being around things that are like a thousand times bigger than me, whether it's a redwood tree or a rock or a cave or an animal. I've never seen an animal a thousand times bigger than me, but uh, you know, it, it could be there. Like just just wildlife, you know, things that aren't human. Okay, uh, bodies of water, just anything that makes me think, wow how insignificant I really am in the grand scheme of things and how small my problems are, you know? Like, that is good to be like a, a reminder, you know? Kind of a, uh, hey, mindfulness meditation on this journey. And when you go through the woods, I just, I really enjoy either by myself or with other people. Um, I, I love being able to be with good people when I do this. Because the stimulation that comes from the conversation and just like my soul, dude, my soul is like feeling like it's getting spiritual healing out here. And I like to walk around and just see what comes up. See what bubbles up to the surface when it's just you and your thoughts and maybe a friend and and you're talking about some stuff. Like what comes up? That is real talk. And it's funny because like the deeper that I go into the woods or onto the trail, is the deeper that I get with myself, looking inside, starting to think about things and being so distanced from them. Because most of the time when you're going to walk around in nature, you're on your own, man. You are like out there, you know, there's not a lot of people around. It's just you and the land and your thoughts. And that's a really good place to check in with yourself. And I and I, and I, I always love to do that. And I always feel really connected. I feel really good after I'm done, you know. It, you're, you're working hard, both mentally and physically. And I feel really good. That's like, that's, that's my spiritual healing, man. So I want to run through some thoughts that I had recently on a hiking trip that I took up to Clifty Falls in Madison, Indiana. It's about 50 minutes away from where I live. Go and hike there. I mean, it's, it's, there's some really beautiful places there. Um, <laughs> what's funny is that, uh, usually when I go on hikes, I typically let somebody else have the map and the trail and like kind of direct. Like if I go with my girlfriend, then she's always the one that keeps me on path. And that's true when we go hiking as it is true in like real life. Like she keeps me grounded and she keeps me on path because sometimes I can kind of stray or take some wrong turns or start to wander, right? But uh, this past weekend, I invited a couple of friends to go and do that. And then I stepped up into that role where I had downloaded the all trails map, and I was following along with where we were and um, 
that was that was a step ahead for me, you know, like getting that far. Where previously, the last time that I tried to go on a hike, I talked about this on the birthday special, and I woke up celebrating my 29th birthday. Me and my family dog McGregor, call him Greggy, we went to uh, God. I can't even remember where we went now. Um, it wasn't Daniel Boone National Forest, but it was somewhere like two hours away, and. We got there. I I didn't have a trail map. I didn't have any preparation whatsoever. And oh my god, man! The, the the as I'm stretching, I left Greggy in the car for like five ten minutes while we could uh, go and do our thing, and like while I was getting loose in order to hit the trailhead. And in the span of ten minutes, he was running around in the car, scratched the tent on my on my windows and the paneling. And I had laid down this like seat cover in the back seat that covers both seats, anticipating that it had been raining and that he would be kind of messy and that he would sit in the back on the way back. Well, that didn't happen because he had diarrhea on both sides of the seat cover. I mean, I'm talking huge puddles of shit on both sides of the seat cover. And then he went up to the front seat and proceeded to throw up in the passenger seat. So I've got puke in the front seat and shit in the back seat. And not only that, this is, it gets better. It gets better because I couldn't open the doors to get him out of there. I had to wait for somebody to come and unlock the door because Greggy, in all of his haste to get out of the car and see what I was doing, accidentally locked the car and locked himself inside. And I think that's why he... He did all that. Like, I couldn't get to him, and then, oh, it was terrible, man. It was a terrible way to celebrate a birthday, but, like, my point is that I showed up totally unprepared to that hike, and then I didn't even get the hike because he wasn't feeling well, and we just straight up went to the visitor center, maybe looked at one thing, drove to the destination, and came back home. Now, this time, I got a little bit further in my preparation in that I actually downloaded the All Trails app and downloaded the trail that we were going to do, okay? However, now here's a learning experience. I did not read anything about the trail that I had selected. I just saw the distance being 5.4 miles. It's the one that's going to take you around to Big Clifty Falls and Little Clifty Falls, and it's the big loop around this area. Well, I didn't read how strenuous it would be or if it would be dangerous or what you might encounter, and I didn't prepare at all for it. And even though myself and the three others that went on this hike with me had no problem completing it. Well, I actually, I'm not going to say no problem. I mean, there was some, dude, my legs are still burning. Like, my back, I'm I'm like, I was gassed, fam. I had, uh, I was wearing a shirt and, like, Nike shorts, and I sweat like nobody's business as it is. But I was wearing my shirt, and I had to take off this shirt five times and wring it out with sweat. I'm telling you, it looked like somebody dunked it in a sink, and then was wringing it out. I mean, it was just like I was sweating so much. My 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 shoes, my shoes were soaking wet, and my socks because of the sweat from the shirt running down and combining with the shorts running down the back of my legs, and then running into the 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 socks and the shoes. So it was not ideal in that sense. Maybe I need to bring a pack of clothes next time. And again, that comes back to preparation. But 
it was an incredible hike. I mean, it was an incredible day. It was tough, and but we earned it. And um, I went with my buddy Jaquel Fowler, and uh, Jaquel actually celebrated his 29th birthday just a couple of days before we went on this trip. And I so I called him up and said, Jaquel, what's up, man? Like, you know, I, I want to see you. Happy birthday. And um, I had already made these plans. I made these plans like a few weeks prior with one of my good friends, Dwight Haggard. And Dwight and I were going to go on this hike, and we blocked off this time. And then as it got closer, Quail had a birthday, and I called him up, and I was like, yo, dude, like, we should do something soon, you know? And I was like, well, I'm actually going hiking this weekend. He was like, dude, I really would love to go hiking. I've been saying I want to go hiking. And I'm like, dude, well, come, man. Please come with us. Like, more the merrier. Be at the house, swing through, pull up, and uh, we'll ride out. And um, then... As the week went on, I got in touch with Dwight, and he said, hey, I'm bringing my friend Otis, and I was like, all right, cool, can't wait to meet him. So the four of us took off, and we went down to, uh, or up, I guess, to Clifty Falls, and we really had, I mean, an all-day thing, and it was really nice because none of us were pressed for time, which was really a beautiful thing that we could just, no matter how many wrong turns we took in the beginning, and it was really confusing, okay, so give a, give the kid a fucking break over here, okay, uh, no, everybody was a great sport, but we um, were really able to take our time with hiking and stopping and being around um, what we came there for, it was like, hey, we didn't come out here to, to be rushed or to like, you know, snap a couple pics and leave, like, we came out here to be out here, and to be with each other, right, and it was nice, nobody had anything going on, so we were really able to just take the whole day, and that's what we did, and it was, it was a long day, man, I mean, all in all, I looked at my um, health app in my iPhone at the end of the day on Sunday, this just this past Sunday, and it said that my walking and running distance for the day was around nine miles, and I had taken almost 20,000 steps. So we got that work, baby. Uh, and it felt good, and it felt good, but it was a long day. It was a long day. Might, might need to bring some snacks next time, too. That would uh, that would have been helpful. Definitely more water, okay? <laughs> but it was an awesome day. And, and, and you know, between... Having conversations, not only in the car on the way there, but walking and stopping at different points, you know, when all four of us would be together, um, that was really powerful, and it led to some really good conversations, and then me walking along, I'm just in my own head, and uh, I had a couple thoughts that I wanted to make an episode out of and share and expand upon, because I wrote them down, I'm going to be releasing them on social media, and I thought, you know, I really would like to expand on some of these and and talk about these. And um, I didn't feel that throwing this on top of like the 20-minute intro and the hour and a half interview that I did with Josh Sewell, if you haven't heard that, please go listen to that. But I didn't feel like putting these two things together and having a two and a half hour episode potentially or even just thinking, oh, I'll do this stuff really quickly, you know, it'll take me 10 minutes and then here we are and my intro is like 45, 50 minutes and it's just like, dude, just do another episode. Just like, you know, just do two for one. Do two in one day. Like, that's fine, okay? But make sure that we get to, you know, the interview 
quickly before people are like, oh my God, dude, just shut the fuck up and roll the tape. I'm like, all right, listen, listen, listen. If you're interested, go and check this other thing out. So that's what we're doing. So here's one that I want to start with, okay? And um, these are just, again, these are just thoughts. These are just little things that uh, came up to my surface that I not only said in the moment with, um, you know, whoever was around, but that I wanted to revisit. So here's the first one. It's one thing to attain or obtain, right? We're a possessive culture. It's all about things, it's all about the cars and the money and the clothes and all, all the kind of stuff that we flaunt on social media. But you know what? It's easy sometimes to attain or obtain things. I mean, let's put it this way. Even morons hit the lottery and get set for life. Or as we know, the statistics actually probably like a year or two before they blow all the money and then they're like, oh my God, I got these taxes. Now what am I going to do? But Every dog has his day, all right? Even the most, like, ridiculously non-deserving people sometimes just luck into certain things or people that you know from your past. It's like, how the hell did she get that? How the hell did he come up with that, you know? Every dog has their day. It, and, and so, like, it's easy sometimes to attain things or obtain things. That's easy. But it's a hell of a lot harder to sustain things, to keep it going, to be consistent. To sustain something means that day after day, week after week, month after month, you're still doing the same things that got you whatever it is that you've obtained or attained. Because that's the thing, man. We work all our lives and angle for these positions. We're jockeying for these positions, whether it's a job or a relationship or uh, that fancy car or that vacation to Bali. We're always looking ahead, chasing something, trying to attain it. And then once you do, you sometimes revert back to old ways. You don't put in the same amount of work. It's like the guy or the girl that that is constantly pursuing who they think to be their soulmate. And then once they get them, they treat them like shit after a year because it's like, oh, you're not new anymore. Like now the chase is over. But it's like, no, why were you even chasing it in the first place? You know, why were you even going after it? Like you got that job that you were looking to get all your career. You finally got your corner office or, you know, your work from home space in wherever, what, whatever city, like whatever your imagination comes up with when you think about, oh, this is the level that I want to get to. What's sad is that sometimes what happens is people get to that. They finally get it. And then they don't respect it enough to realize that everything that they did to get them to that point was simply that, to get them to that point. But now you have to put in the work day after day and keep going in order to sustain it in order to maintain it, that is a hell of a lot harder than obtaining or attaining things. Things come and go, man. Things come and go. Can you sustain it? Can you sustain it? That's some real talk. Here's another one. You know, I've always talked about myself as a glue guy in in so many ways, socially. Um, 
you know, and sometimes you think of a glue guy and you think, uh, at least like from a basketball standpoint, a glue guy is typically somebody that sits on the bench, doesn't really, isn't a baller. Like, isn't a baller, you know? It's really, really rare that you get an alpha or a type A or a baller who's also a glue guy that holds the team together, okay? It takes a really complex person to be both things. But I feel very versatile in the roles that I'm comfortable playing in life and on teams in that I was thinking about this, you know? It's like, I am the glue guy, but I also call the shots. I'm also the captain of my own fate and soul and destiny. Like, I am an alpha in so many ways. But I'm not so caught up in being an alpha and having my identity wrapped up in like, oh, that's just him being him. Like, he's a hard-headed son of a bitch. You know, like, I can be, but I don't want that to define me. And so I thought to myself, you know what's funny is that I feel like when I'm jamming with people, when I'm flowing, I can be the lead singer. I'm good at that. I can be the backup vocals. I don't have to be the center of attention all the time. I can absolutely lob you up an alley-oop and sit there like D. Wade, arms extended, while you're LeBron fucking making it rain and having the sickest picture I've ever seen in sports. I'm going to be honest. That's one of the sickest pictures that I've ever seen in sports, man. White hot. Like, it's popping, all right? And, like, I'm totally cool being that Dwayne Wade role, okay? Or in the case of, like, a band and jamming, I can be the backup vocals, you know? And, hell, I can even bang the drum. If you need me not to do either of those things and you just need some, like, some loudness or some energy or, like, whatever you need, like, I can even bang the drum, man, you know? I can be these different things. And the reason that I even had this thought was because at some point during the hike, Jaquale and I were walking together and Otis and Dwight were up ahead a little bit and we were just like singing songs like for a minute we listened to a couple of like songs but then there would be other times where we would be singing and rapping and just vibing out and just kind of doing like you know I would go off and Quail would be there like singing uh you know like we did spaceship we did spaceship we were like having our own little karaoke thing back there you know and I was popping off on some of those verses and Quail's just in the background going lo do 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 every night every night <laughs> and we did Drake songs but I mean and and like he would have ones where he was going off and then I would do the backup vocals and just but to be a part of that creation and just that moment is is awesome and it's like hey I'm comfortable being a one I can easily slide back and be the two. Or if you need me to be the crazy guy in the back with shades on, just banging the shit out of something, I can be that too, you know? So versatility, that's really key. Don't get so caught up in, oh, I'm this one thing and everybody else, like, there's no space for anybody else and, like, everybody else has to revolve around me. I mean, that's like, you know, Russell Westbrook. You know, who wants to play with Russ? Like, honestly, who wants to play with Russ? I'm mad that he went to the Lakers. I, I do not like that for LeBron. Fine, I'm, I'm not putting down Russell Westbrook's talent whatsoever. I mean, he, you know, listen, it's not for a lack of effort. He certainly tries his hardest to be the fucking best and get the most stats, boxing out teammates. That takes a certain level of dedication. But I, I just, you know, like who wants to really play with that, you know? Don't be a ball stopper. Don't be a ball stopper. And don't just think that you're going to be the front man of a band, you know? 
Play multiple instruments. Be comfortable in that. Be versatile. Be versatile. That's real talk. Here's another one. (laughs) Imagine quotation marks, right? You're taking it too personal. Oh, Ben, you're taking this too personal. Somebody says that to me. And then in all caps, yes, it's called a personality disease. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, I'm taking it personal, okay? I don't mean to. It's something that I actively have to work on, you know? I struggle accepting criticism. I push back a lot when I get feedback. Um, sometimes I can get paranoid and think that people are, are, are really like uh, not on my side. They're ganging up against me. They don't want to see me win. They don't want to see me thrive. They're, they're on their bullshit. And it's tough because like a lot of times I'm right, you know? Like I can spot fake and this shit from a mile away but other times that belief that the and that like reinforcement from oh I believe this thing before therefore I'm right is a fallacy I mean that's just like believing your own bullshit my own bullshit at that point okay um because <laughs> it's not always the case right it's not always the case you're not right I'm not right a thousand percent of the time I'm not right a hundred percent of the time um, and sometimes, you know, you misinterpret things, right? And so that's when it's it's good to take a step back once in a while and think, okay, well, am I out of line? Am I tripping? And I am the first one to admit, sometimes begrudgingly, I don't always like to do it, but you know what? If I feel like I overreacted, then I'll say something like, hey, my bad. You know, I, I was just tripping. I, I took that the wrong way. And, you know, it, we're good. You know, we're good. Um Things like that, you know? It's like, hey, you're taking it too personal. And I'm like, yes, you're right. It's called a personality disorder, okay? Here's the other one that goes with that, okay? Here, here's a quote. Imagine this one. I never know what kind of a mood you're going to be in. I'm like, me neither. It's called a mood disease. <laughs> you know, like, it's exhausting for me If you think it's bad, try living with it 24-7. You never get a break from it, man. Life is always on, man. I never get a break from it, okay? It's exhausting trying to constantly take inventory and evaluate and self-evaluate and be like, Okay, where am I at? Am I am I at risk right now? Am I am I being manic? Am I you know, am I spiraling towards depression? What is this middle ground? I'm not. <laughs> middle ground is like the the most fertile place to be for me because I don't spend a lot of time there, and it's it's I'm constantly like, where the hell am I? You know what 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 am I feeling right now? Um, and having to be like acutely aware of these things, um, and it sucks. Like it's it's exhausting. It sucks, and and you're constantly like, I I wish. I could just chill. Like, what would that be like? What would that be like to just shut my brain off for like, I don't even know, man. I, I just, but it, it's, it's, you know, look, it, it's, it is what it is. It's my reality. I own it. I'm not ashamed of it. You shouldn't be either. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, I never know what mood you're going to be in. Yeah, me neither. You know, like, yeah, me neither. Okay. It's really fun. You know, I make it look, uh, I don't know how I make it look, but, um, yeah, a uh, couple more here. The deeper I go, the deeper I get. And specifically, 
when I venture out into the woods and, you know, like this past weekend, I'm, I'm looking at this trailhead. It's a five and a half miler. And I'm looking at this thing going, <laughs> dude, a couple miles in, we got like, we got to the halfway point. We got to about the halfway point and we stopped a few times um, to catch up, to make sure we were on the right trail and also just to kind of stretch and like take a break because there was some serious elevations and climbs that we dealt with. But um, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, I can turn around now or I can keep going. And I always choose to keep going. And the deeper that I go is the deeper that I get. Because remember now, this isn't just a walk in the neighborhood or a stroll in the park, okay? We're on a trail and we're climbing and we're sweating and it's hot and it's hard. And I've always felt the same way with running. I mean, that's really why I love running so much and why it's been such a bummer in those last couple of years why I haven't been able to run and regulate my body weight to basically keep up with the way that I eat sometimes, okay? I love to run because, again, like not only in a mental aspect of I'm going deeper, I'm digging deeper, I'm asking myself these questions and I'm like uncovering and exploring and chewing on these truths, it's also the deeper that I get in terms of keep digging down within you to finish. We didn't come out here to not complete this trip and this journey and this path and see where it leads. We came out here to do these things and get absolutes, to have concrete evidence that, oh yeah, I can do this shit. That's why we came out here, okay? And the deeper that I go with the run is the deeper that I have to get with myself. Keep going, keep pushing. Sometimes to the fact where I have to continue to say something out loud, just latch on to a mantra in order to finish. If it's a really strenuous run, or if it's a really strenuous hike. And I'll literally get to the end, especially on runs, and just I'll, or, or, or CrossFit workouts when they're ridiculously hard. Just be like, finish, finish, finish. I'll tell myself, stay in the fight. That's all you got to tell yourself. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Finish, finish. I mean, I'll say that as I'm, as I'm like sprinting across the finish line. Finish. Boom. I run into that finish line like I'll run into the opposition, man fucking roaring, okay? But the deeper that I go is the deeper that I have to get. And when you're on that journey, when you're when you're like in the midst of, oh my God, this is like a hard one. How am I going to finish this? Oh, I want to quit and go back. I don't know if I'm made for this. And you can translate that to any way that you can apply it to your life. Like it's translatable, okay? It doesn't have to just be a workout in, in that sense. Like ask yourself those questions when you're doing something and you're like, oh, dude, I'm on this path and it's whooping my ass right now. Like, but dig deep, dig deep. The deeper that I go, the deeper that I get. When I go on these hikes, when I go into the woods and it's just me or it's some friends, but I'm going out there into, you know, into the unknown, right? Venturing, exploring, I'm also exploring myself because the deeper that I get with that walk is the deeper that I get and the more time that I have had to spend looking within and digging deeper and going deeper and meditating and reflecting. 
The deeper that I go, the deeper that I get. Two more. <laughs> this is a quick one. I'm medicated, premeditated, highly motivated, and I'm coming for it, B. I'm coming for it, B. I. <laughs> the final one. This is a big one. I gave this one out already because this was like the most important one to me. But this one really, really just like, I mean, now, does it make you a douchebag when you say something and you're just like, oh, fuck, like, damn, I'm quoting myself, like, you know, maybe, okay, but if you are a quotable person, like, I'm, like, grappling with that, but I'm like, dude, this, this one is fucking fire, okay? Climb with who you align with. <laughs> Climb with who you align with. And I'm going to tell you why that's important and where that comes from. Totally an original thought. I was thinking about being on this journey with these people. And I was thinking about this notion of the climb. And it's something that I've been returning to over and over and over again, really in the last six months. Um, but start to finish going down the path that I'm currently on with this podcast and with Godfather Media and um, just everything that I'm working towards right now and manifesting, okay, is my climb. That is my climb. And the thing about the climb is it's always the loneliest part. The climb is always the loneliest part. No matter what, no matter what it is, no one else is coming to do it for you. That climb is your climb. You're either going to get up whatever mountain that is standing in your way or you won't. It's that simple. But it's up to you. It's your climb. But here's the thing, okay? In the context of, like, let's say you're going down a certain career path and you're climbing. You're climbing to get to that point. You're also climbing with other people, okay? So people might not be doing the exact same thing as you, but the people that you choose to surround yourself with when you aren't Monday to Friday doing your personal climb during the day, okay? You get around people in your free time and those are also people that you're climbing with. Who you surround yourself with while you're in the midst of your climb and your ascension and your journey is so key. It's so important that you align with these people. You climb with who you align with. If not, don't go on that trip. Don't go on that journey. Say no. You know, I've had to reevaluate my friendscape over the last year, and I've had a lot of people fall off, and that's been tough to watch, you know? People that didn't want to climb with me. People that weren't down to go on this journey with me. And that's fine. They've got a different path, you know? Two paths diverged in a woods, I could not take both. I got to go my own way. And if you can't physically be there, which not a lot of people are, but the people that do want to cheer you on, that are there for you, and that you will see at the top when you reach your ultimate destination, you're standing at the top, you know, everybody's going to be up there toasting and saying, I knew you could do it, you know? I've enjoyed watching this, your climb. They'll all be there, right? They'll all be at the finish line. Even the people that hate on you and have hated on you throughout the entire process, they'll be there at the end, trust me. And they'll be looking with a stank-ass face. And, you know, it's like, 
hopefully you have control over that. You could be like, no, I do not, don't be there, you know. But but a lot of times, you know, they slink in and they suck up and they say, oh, we knew you could do it. They patronize you, right? And it's just like, I see you from afar. I see you for what you are. But my point is, I'm getting off topic, okay? My point is that you climb with who you align with. You know, think about um, in terms of the life that you build for yourself, okay? Who are you building it with? Who are you building it with, you know? Who is the life partner that's sticking in there in the trenches with you day after day? Who is that person that you're climbing with? That's important, right? When we take the time to pause from our climb and spend our free time with people, yeah, we can feel lonely, you know, day to day on our separate paths, but we're still sharing our time and our climb with other people in these moments. And that's why it's important, right? It's important to climb with who you align with because when you're not actively climbing on your thing, you don't realize it, but you're climbing still with other people. Like you're still doing stuff on the weekends, during the weeknights. Like that's also a part of it, right? And even though we might be lonely on our separate paths, let's get together and be lonely together. Let's make the time to connect and do our own thing. Let's share a moment and then go our separate ways. Let's be there for people and encourage them on their paths and stay connected. Connected to good people and good energies and people that you wish to grow and glow with. Not people who make you feel like you have to dim your own light to be around them. Who we choose to surround ourselves with in our free time says a lot. Even if we're wrapped up in our own bullshit to see it. We make excuses for people. We dismiss bad behaviors. We accept things from people who want to put us down because it makes them feel better about themselves. We dim our own light because we don't want to feel like I can't share this and talk about my good news or this new promotion or this new person that I just met or this really great thing that happened to me. Because you got some energy sucker who's sitting next to you that doesn't have anything going for him or that's miserable or that chooses to just stay in their rut and not climb themselves out of it. That's not somebody that you want to climb with. Because look at it. They're not even climbing themselves, dude. Take a step back. People would rather stay in abusive relationships and toxic friendships and one-sided relationships with people rather than respect themselves enough to create boundaries, respect those boundaries, and temporarily be lonely for a while and climb towards a better life, climb towards a better position, climb towards a better mood and and, and day-to-day reality. Climb with who you align with. That's fucking key, man. It's fucking key. And that is real talk. (laughs) so look at that we went like 35 40 minutes and i knew that if we did this and i tried to do this in the other one it was just going to be too much so i'm glad that i went ahead and did the separate episode i hope that you guys enjoyed some of these i dude i'm telling you like i this it's all the time dude my my brain is constantly like oh i gotta write that down oh i gotta write that down because i if i don't i'll forget you know i'll forget um but really when I feel that like I'm, I achieve flow most easily when I go out and do one of these, you know, go do a big hike, get around some people that I really love, get around some people that make me want to be better, 
challenge me to be better. Hold me accountable to be better. Those are the exchanges and the moments that I live for. That's growth, you know? That's growth. And that's part of the climb. That's part of the climb. So I'm in that climb, right? I'm in the midst of it. Sometimes it gets lonely, and when I want to reach out, that's really where it comes from is, okay, who am I reaching out to? Who are these people? Am I aligned with these people? Can I climb with them? Climb with who you align with. Fucking put that on a billboard, bro. Hey, I now everybody. I <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of content, a lot of a lot of deep thoughts today. But you know, good stuff. I'll be back next week. We got Roz Pool dropping. Please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Facebook page for the show at Real Talk W Benny T. And let me know that you loved this or that something that I said or that one of the guests said or that one of my writers said resonated with you. Tell me why it resonated with you. Send me your life advice and send me your Uber stories. I am Ben Tompkins. That is Real Talk.